The Retropod podcast is sponsored by United Concordia. United Concordia is proud to welcome newly eligible military retirees into the 2019 FedVIP program. And we're unique because United Concordia has military retirees who can help you throughout the FedVIP enrollment process. United Concordia Dental, our mission, healthy mouths. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Earlier this year, President Trump proposed overhauling SNAP, the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, formerly known as food stamps. The president suggested giving the vast majority of eligible recipients about half of their benefits. Recipients would receive a container of non-perishable food items, such as milk, juice, grains, pasta, canned meat, fruits, and vegetables. Trump argued that this new form of food stamps would save the government money, though critics said it took away the recipient's ability to choose what they eat. The country's food assistance program has long been complicated and divisive. The name itself was changed from food stamps to SNAP because the former had such a negative connotation. As for the origins of the program, it dates back two decades before food stamps were even a thing, born from a complicated paradox. Too much food. Let's go back to World War I, which devastated much of civilization. This was especially true of European agriculture, which struggled to provide food on the continent during the war. Meanwhile, American farmers were encouraged to grow as much as possible, not just to feed their own soldiers, but also a growing number of hungry Europeans. Then, in 1918, the war ended. Demand for food across the Atlantic slowly declined. But farmers continued producing at wartime levels, and the heartless laws of supply and demand kicked in. Without as many consumers, their large crop yields drove down prices for their goods. In an effort to earn more, they grew more, creating more unsustainable pricing. Then the Great Depression hit in 1929, and many people in the United States could not afford to buy food, no matter how low prices went. That extra food a lot of that extra was going to waste. At one point, the surplus of pork became so huge that millions of pigs had to be slaughtered and not eaten in order to raise prices. That, of course, outraged the public. For President Franklin D. Roosevelt's administration, this was a public relations nightmare, according to research done by the Urban Food Policy Institute. Initially, the federal government responded by purchasing the extra food and distributing it to institutions such as the Red Cross or welfare departments. In 1933, the government passed the Agricultural Adjustment Act, a New Deal program to reduce surpluses. Farmers were subsidized for reducing how much they produced. The act was popular among farmers early on though it wasn't that successful. In 1936, the Supreme Court declared it unconstitutional because the federal government didn't have jurisdiction. 
Finally, by the late 1930s, the Agricultural Department came up with the food stamp program, orange stamps and blue stamps. People on relief could purchase orange stamps to buy any food items. For every $1 of orange stamps purchased, they received 50 cents worth of blue stamps for free. Those blue stamps could only be used for items designated as surplus, eggs, butter, beans, and citrus fruits. The nation rolled out the food stamp initiative in six cities, starting with Rochester. On a spring morning in 1939, Ralston Thayer, an unemployed machinist, queued up inside the old post office building of all places in Rochester, New York. According to news stories at the time, he became the nation's first food stamp recipient. Thayer told the journalists who surrounded him that, I never got surplus foods before, but I certainly will now. The plan seems simple enough. According to a USDA history, it ended in 1943 because the conditions that brought the program into being, unmarketable food surpluses and widespread unemployment, no longer existed. But by that time, it had helped feed nearly 20 million people. The program lay dormant until 1961, when the Kennedy administration revived it. Food stamps ultimately became free to qualified households in the 1970s. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Ian Shapira for reporting the story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.